0: Weird Jim, my mom says, episode thirty three. I'm Jules, and
1: I'm Cece. Hi, how's it going? How's yeah, it's going? It's that's going. good. How was your week?
0: Good. It was. Um, it was really busy and really fast. Um, but I think winter's over, so that's
1: good. That made me want to punch you in your face. I did that on purpose so that you would want to punch me. Like I literally wanted to punch you in your fucking face when you said that.
0: So I I worked outside today. And I did a bunch of work in the chicken coop. Like I think you were complaining that you have bronchitis. I think I just gave myself poop Were you ingesting poop particles into your lungs? I I was. So Ew. I should have used the I should have used the the mask. Yeah, you should have. Like the gas mask when I went in there. Uh-huh. But I literally was like, oh, I'm just gonna do like a mini scoop. Oh, of the, the shelves, and I didn't think it would be that dusty, and ugh, and now I'm paying the price. Like, my lungs hurt.
1: Yeah, I but would imagine so. It was
0: warm today. It was warm. It was nice out. The grass is green. Yeah, it was nice. I'm annoyed with you just because your weather's good. <laughs> we'll be at winter.
1: For, like, what, Three weeks or something? Two weeks? It's two. A week? Week? So
0: yeah, I don't fucking care. It'll probably come back. It'll probably come back. No, it won't. But I'm wearing I'm wearing my Mystery Machine shirt. So. That's cool. I'm ready to solve some mysteries. I got a
1: Starbucks shirt on. Mysteries of the universe. Mysteries of Bob Lazar. Mysteries of Bob Lazar. We're going to talk about Bob Lazar again today. And but dude, I went I got deeper down a different rabbit hole this and week. What? Like Um Tom what DeLong. His... He was in Blink 182. What does that have to do with anything, dude? He's just <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't. We'll explain it someday. I'll explain it. I might have a special guest on to help me explain what? it when we do that. Because it's literally Oh yeah. Man. It's just Yeah. A friend of mine just like got me listening to some weird shit and I I for one am shocked into a rabbit hole.
0: Well, I started deep. researching like one of my one of my comfort crimes. <laughs> what do <have> we got? <laughs> it's like it's like a crime that I yeah? that I've loved since a child. And I shouldn't A say love the crime. That's so that weird. weird. Oh, man. We should start that over again. No, like, just You know, there's certain, you know, the certain. These people know how you feel, I think. Right. Like there's certain crimes that when you first got into true crime, they were like the ones that hooked you,
1: you know? Yeah. Well. The Black Dahlia was one of those for me. So I get how it. How old were you when that happened? At, like probably 18. I mean, I wasn't. Mm. It took me longer. I think you were into that way earlier yeah, I'm than me. Kind of a weirdo, <laughs> I guess. How old were you? Oh
0: boy, when I really got into—I th- mean, like I always watched weird shows like that, but in particular, that was the first time I remember like researching a case. Um, maybe sixth mm-hmm. grade. Well, oh wow, I was really okay, into like wow. the Kennedy assassination before that too. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's the Lizzie Borden case. And <laughs> I just like went back down that and decided I was.
1: Oh, I, I know. That I don't that know has why. It's a special place it's in your pretty heart.
0: weird. Um, but I think I want to do like, I think it's going to take me a
1: couple, a few episodes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I, my next one that I have will also, actually, I don't fucking know. I don't, it might only be one episode, but all right. So let's get, we're, we're getting close to six minutes. So we might as well, or actually on my end, I had it going longer. Cause it. so I don't know how long we're into that. Yeah. It's literally less than five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I think I'm ready to jump into Bob Lazar again anyway. Bob Lazar. Ding, 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 ding. Bob Lazar. And I think Bob I know Lazar. really where we're at because I edited our last episode today, actually. So you do know where you're at. Do you want to hear what I called it, though? Do you want to hear what I titled it? Yes. I titled it Bob Lazar Part One: Extraterrestrial Anti Gravity Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I don't. Because I, I. Like the emitter, we talked about that it might have been shaped like a dick. It might not have been, but that's what oh. I decided. So, okay, because there's like a cylinder with like a half sphere over the top of it, and I just was like, that's like a dick and a hat, like a, it's my a dick, dick and in a head Yeah, it was a Richard. That's what I thought. Okay, so anyway, yeah. So if you remember. Bob started telling his friends about work and what he was doing at work, even though it was against the rules, and he got pulled in. Oh, I booped the microphone, and he got pulled in to this abandoned air force base that he thought was abandoned, and it wasn't. And Dennis's HR representative is like up in his face, being like, "What the fuck, dude? Why can are you I, talking to people?" Can I about tell this you shit?
0: something? It has. To, I know you hate when I go into you what? or whatever, but we've we've been watching Just the most it. recent season of american horror story and for some reason there's a guy at mm-hmm. like in the credits in the beginning and i think his name is supposed to be dennis which made me think of that guy but he spells it with just one yeah n so we've been calling we've been like making jokes about denis we're like D-ness. D-ness. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I like it. Anyway,
0: that's been a thing this week. Dennis, Dennis the penis. <laughs> Dennis
1: the penis. Okay, so I thought oh you'd my like god, that. I and like it Has that. to do okay. with
0: Dennis, the HR representative.
1: All right, okay. I do. Okay, so Dennis, Dennis is questioning him, right? So at this point, Dennis is like. Dude, what the fuck? This is supposed to be a confidential project. It's a secret. You don't tell your friends about confidential projects, especially when you have government clearance. And he and Bob is like, well, he he lies at this point. he's like, well, everybody knows that there's some kind of flight research going on out here. So and Bob all I did was liar. show them some lights flying around. And I didn't tell them anything else. And, yeah. And... So they tried hit, like to get him to talk about who all he brought out there with him. And he pretended like he didn't know everything. He's just like, I, I can't tell you their information or their phone numbers or anything. It's 1989. I don't have a book on me that has all their numbers. I don't carry that shit with me. So... Yeah, and then they started accusing him of trying to sabotage the project, and they were trying to figure out who he was working for because they didn't think to themselves, "Oh, this like is he just was a twenty-nine-year-old man that went crazy in his head because we didn't call." Listen, him.
0: Dinas. Bob was ghosted. Yeah. he felt like you were breaking up with him. He was freaking out in his head because what do you do when you think somebody's breaking up with you? They you did. start questioning, "What's going
1: on? What did I do wrong? What's happening? Why is they? Why aren't they calling me?" You go nuts. I'm like Bob where I just, I spin things in my head and it could be that. It could be anything really where I feel like is up in the air. Like I feel like if I didn't know if I had my job still, I'd be going nuts. And I'd be like, I'm just going to say things. Like that's, I get it. Cause I get weird like that too. So anyway, eventually he's like, okay, I'm going to let you leave here. But like right before Bob is about to leave, Dennis just very nonchalantly tells Bob that his wife is having an affair with his flight instructor or with her flight instructor. Excuse me, what? So they had tapped their phone, of course. So Dennis
0: is a bitch.
1: So Dennis is like, guess what? Your wife's having an affair with her flight instructor, his name is Tony. Here's some transcripts of the phone calls. <gasps> and this is why you haven't been into work is because we think your home life might be unstable. And we're just trying to figure out if you're going to lose your shit. What? And obviously you did. Yeah. And so at first, Bob is thinking that they may- made it up. And then he's thinking about it a little bit more. And he's like, oh, he's shit. Like, like, man, Tony is hot. Something isn't Wait, right. does he know about Tony? Yeah. So I guess that. Well, he didn't. He just knew that Tommy was a guy. Tony. That's her flight instructor. And honestly, she thought that he was having an affair. So she thought he was having an affair
0: when he was actually with aliens? When he was actually
1: working on alien stuff.
0: So yeah. this is really Dina's fault. Sad day.
1: Kind of, no, yeah, it's not. It is. Well, yeah, no. I mean it's you Dina know whose whose fault for sure yours yeah yeah Dina's all denis's fault bob's marriage falling apart all that kind of stuff so he was able to go home and he confronted he confronted tracy who's I did just, you almost call her terry I almost called her Terry
0: again. One of the other 80s teen names. It
1: turns out that there was a different Terry in my life that I couldn't remember. Like that is joining my life soon. And so like through work. What? That was a really <laughs> weird statement. It was so weird the way I said that. I'm so sorry. It was real weird. Okay. He confronts Tracy. And like she explains that, well, you've been absent. I thought you were having an affair. You know, things things were sticky. And so and he just they had this conversation. He's just like, Whatever, we're just gonna deal with life right now. So Bob goes back to just working on his photo business and just waiting to see what's gonna happen next. And so through this time, like a couple months pass and it's just time's going on, they're kinda watching him still at this point. Wait, so well. does eighties Tracy know? So there's one does she
0: know that really he wasn't Banging someone else and that he was just an alien guy?
1: Yeah. She figured it out when he came home the first time and said, hey, guess what? I need to tell you what I've been doing at work. And she kept seeing Tony? I don't think. I don't know. She probably did. She probably felt guilty at that point. I don't know the details. Because <sighs> he was a tiger. Get it? Tony the Tiger? Tony the Tiger. Yeah, okay, I do. Thanks. I get it and I like it a lot. I really like that a lot. So... She may have quit seeing Tony the Tiger and she may not have. We don't know. Okay. But, okay. So a couple months pass, and one night Bob is driving along a highway outside of Las Vegas when a car pulls up and starts chasing no. him. They fired two shots at him, but they missed. <gasps> that's wild. So after this, he decides he's going to reach out to his billionaire friend, John Lear, again. Again, the guy that's into UFOs and stuff. Yeah. And he goes to his place because he's like, John's a billionaire. Good he's idea. got this big property that it's not easy to get in and out of and he just felt like it would be safer it would be harder for somebody to come in and murder him. Yeah. So he gets That's to John's house and John is thinking and he's like I think we need to call George Knapp. So George Knapp George Knapp, I don't know if you remember George Who's Knapp that? from the Skinwalker Ranch episode. He is an author that um he wrote no. the book from the people that lived at skinwalker ranch last
0: okay did they die
1: no they didn't they just left because it was scary
0: oh that's way different yeah
1: it's different but anyway so um george was a reporter for the local abc affiliate in las vegas and he was an investigative journalist he wasn't quite as well known back then as he is right now because this kind of helped him get a little bit more comfortable, but he was really into researching UFO stuff and what was going on out at Area 51. He did have some information prior to that um, that he had been looking into as a as a journalist. And so they talked to George Knapp and Bob thinking that speaking out in the public is maybe going to help so that they don't murder him because at this point he's thinking that they're going to kill him. Like he is worried about his life because obviously somebody tried to shoot him. He's just thinking, okay, I guess if I tell the public, then they're less likely to to off me, because if I disappear right after I tell the public, it'll be suspicious for them. So he does agree to do a piece the next day, and Bob is going to remain anonymous for this interview. So even though right now, so if I jump forward right now to how Bob feels about this now, he knows that He shouldn't have talked about what he talked about at the moment and gone public with this. Um, He understands why they keep it secret, but he does think that the public should know more about it. Like, not specifically what the technology is or doing that, but at least telling people that we have alien technology in our government. He thinks that that's something that should be not kept a secret. But if he goes back in time, he's like, I would never have talked about this. But, okay, so they're going to do this interview. Bob tells George that for his fake name that he's going to use for the interview, he picks Dennis. I am Dennis. He picks Dennis for his thing, which is great. And the interview that he gave only lasted five minutes. He talked about that the craft existed, what his role at S4 was. He didn't critique the program or mention why it was, how it was, or that he was currently in dispute with the for- former employer. He just spoke about the need to keep the information classified and that that technology was there, but they couldn't talk about exactly what it was. And P.S., and,
0: don't murder me.
1: Yeah. So he just wants the public to know that there's technology from an extraterrestrial civilization. Okay. So airs, it's like literally on, only a couple minutes long. They actually filmed it at John Lear's home. Mm-hmm. And they were able to watch that together over there. And Bob went home afterward. And so when he walks in the door, his phone rings. <gasps> and it's Dennis. And he says, goodness. he says, Bob, do you have any idea what we're going to do to you now? Not kill me. And Bob said, no. <laughs> Bob just said, no. And then Dennis <gasps> hung up. So, the anonymous interview makes its way around the news circuits and around the globe. And Bob and his friends decided it would be good to start letting other people know what was going on so that the more talking that happened, the less likely it would be that he would get off. That's probably a good plan. Yeah. So, they decided to do all of this on the phone because they knew their phones were tapped. And they wanted to make sure that the government knew that he was telling people. I'm
0: a smart cookie. So
1: that he wouldn't get murdered. So his friends also at this point wrote some letters to various government agencies in hopes that the letters would be more difficult to track and interfere with. And Bob is still being followed at this point. They believe that Gene was also likely being followed as well.
0: I don't remember who Gene is.
1: Gene is his friend that was a realtor that sold homes for really fancy rich people oh, like yeah, John here. Okay. that he met okay. through his photography okay, okay. business. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the first friend that he told. So, Dinas eventually contacts Bob again and sets up a meeting with him face to face. So, he tells that he tells Bob to meet him at Union Plaza Casino in Las Vegas. Bob told Dinas, like, guess what? This has to be public. This has to be I'm not going to meet you in some secret place because I know you're going to fucking murder me. So when Bob goes, he takes friends with and he kind of like has his friends scattered around Mm -hmm. the casino to keep him in their sight at all times. So Bob walks into the casino. He sees Dennis there. But they also see another guy that was from the security team that Bob saw when he went out to that abandoned um, Air Force base like one of the security guys there. So Bob recognizes that guy who's not exactly right next to Dennis, but he just kind of sees them both. Bob makes multiple attempts to talk to Dennis. Actually, I spent, I spelt it Dennis and Dennis right here. Actually, just... Did I you did, really? So I knew it was going to happen. Okay. So Bob makes multiple attempts to talk to Dinas. Dinas is like, guess what? I don't know you. <laughs> he just pretends like he doesn't see Bob, like looks through him, keeps playing blackjack, keeps walking straight past him. And eventually Dinas walks through a crowd of people and just fucking disappears, just leaves. Then why did they even go there? Well, they are theorizing that genus maybe meant to meet bob there alone to talk Mm -hmm. to him on like a nice level or warn him about something but he realized after he saw the other other government guy there the guard guy there (gasps) that he couldn't talk to bob there
0: he's like oh no i'm gonna get like everyone's gonna know i was gonna like tattle on the alien yeah
1: or that he was gonna tip bob off or something like that so I think that that's what it is, but he never saw anybody watching him ever again, and he believes the surveillance stopped that night or the heavy surveillance anyway. Like they they didn't listen to his telephone calls anymore. He didn't. Th- I'm sure they're still listening to his phone calls now today. They're totally listening. They they are, and I can explain why. But he, why would they he stop? Didn't see anybody following him after that day?
0: Okay, so they just became more discreet.
1: Yeah, some weird things still happened afterward. Okay, so. Bob and his wife eventually decided to go to counseling. They went to their first session, and his wife explained to the therapist that she got lonely because he was working on alien spacecraft. And she like (laughs) she explains it all really seriously (laughs) to this therapist. Because it was true. After she finished explaining, the therapist just sat and thought for a while. And then the therapist was like, You guys need to leave and never come back to me again. That's
0: what they said they got in the car.
1: Yeah, they got in the car and they just like broke out into laughter. They just like started laughing so hard because it was just like fucking ridiculous, right? They did eventually get divorced. It just it, it, they realized that they couldn't get through it, which is fine. I mean, so um, I I would have done the same thing as Bob. Honestly. Yeah, I, I don't. Deal yeah, with I think cheating. you just need to walk away, Renee.
0: That's that's not okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever that happened. So. At this point, George Knapp starts chipping away at Bob. So he really wants to do more interviews, and Bob eventually decides that he's going to speak on camera as himself. Pretty brave. He believed then. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, what I was about to say doesn't matter. So it matters to me. Yeah, so at this point, he <laughs> decides that he's also going to take this offer to fly to Japan and tell a story. Because there's some like, what did, what did you say that I missed? I said, I said, it matters to me. And you go, yeah, well,
0: you just kept plowing right over me.
1: <laughs> when, I, when I edit the podcast, I hear funny things that you say sometimes, but I'm like so busy telling the story that I don't realize. That's how
0: we communicate in real life. This is real, people. I miss so much
1: of what you say. I miss so much of what you say.
0: At least now that we record it, you don't miss everything I say.
1: I know it's good in the end. But then I'm like, I wish we had talked about that. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, you do the same thing to me, though, when we do it. Okay, so. It's fine. Just keep being a dick. It's how we do things. I'm sorry. I love okay. you. It's fine. I love you too. I'm sorry, I'm a dick. Okay, so <laughs> there's this news outlet in Japan, and this news outlet is trying to get Bob to come over there and tell a story, and he purchases his tickets, like his plane tickets to go, and then he gets a phone call, like before he's going to leave, and it and the voice on the other end says, if you take this trip to Japan, you will never return. So, he was like, okay, and then he just canceled the trip and he didn't. If you
0: take this trip to Japan, you will never return.
1: Yeah, it was like that. Around this time, this is when George starts looking into Bob's past, because if they're going to do a full interview, George needs to vet Bob out a little bit better and figure out what's going on. And so, George starts making these phone calls about like to try to figure out like Bob's past work history and educational history. And this is where things get really weird. Okay. So as George Knapp is trying to figure out what's going on with Bob's past, he starts making all these phone calls to prior employers, to universities that Bob said that he had gone to. And he would make phone calls and like Los Alamos, Said that he never worked there. <gasps> and he went to, I think he went to MIT. They said that he never worked there or like never went to school there. I think it was like Caltech is the other college that he went to. I didn't write that down. But they also said he didn't go here.
0: What? And did the, oh my God, was it d Did Denis be a penis
1: and go and tell them all to, that he didn't exist? Basically, I, somebody was going and having things so george knapp was like this los alamos thing is crazy so he was able to find a company phone book from the years that bob said that he worked there okay bob is listed in that phone book bam bob's number is listed in that phone book of people that work at los alamos he also was of course able to find the article on the cover of the los alamos monitor good Because he had put a jet engine into his Honda.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He also took Bob over to Los Alamos. They went there together. And he was able to bring George Knapp into the lab. He knew the security guards. The security guards just waved him right through. He completely knew his way around. Other scientists that worked there at the time admitted that they had been in in briefings with him, like Mm -hmm. confidential briefings with him there. So he was able to confirm that all of these things happened. Eventually, Los Alamos did admit that he had worked there through a subcontracted company. He tried to call over to that subcontractor company and get records that he could have of Bob's employment. They said that he worked there, but they literally wouldn't send the documents to George. They would say, oh yeah, we're going to send those over to you. We're going to fax those over. They just never showed up. and George would keep calling and calling for months and just never showed up because they were gone.
0: That's a pretty mean thing to do.
1: Yeah. Other people have also um, come forward and said that they they did take classes with Bob Lazar at Caltech and at MIT, but the colleges claimed that Bob never went there. That is so fucked up. Yeah. There's just weird things that happen all the time, too. So after the first anonymous interview, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. So after the first anonymous interview, Bob's home was broken into and nothing was stolen, but they moved the furniture around. They wrote on his whiteboard. They left a bunch of windows open. They did the same thing to his car. They once left a semi-automatic pistol on his car seat.
0: Wait, did you say that they wrote on a whiteboard? Like, what did they write on? Yeah. What did they write on the
1: whiteboard? I don't know if they said, like... If they said, like, Dennis was here <laughs> or something. I don't fucking know what they wrote on his whiteboard, but they wrote on his whiteboard. Adenas 81. Um, gotcha.
0: Yeah. So do you remember when the kids were, were little or they were younger and I took, like, a secret day off of work and didn't tell anybody? Because I just, like, I wanted a day off to, like clean the house, go shopping, do what I wanted without the kids knowing. Uh Uh-huh. And I get like a panicked phone call from, I think it was Concrete Kira. And she was like, I think somebody broke into the house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, so I came home from school and I walked in and somebody moved our furniture. Like she thought in here I was like at the gym. You know, just like finishing out my nice relaxing day after I had gone shopping for some home goods, rearranged the furniture in the living room, hung up some new things, and then I went to the gym. She calls me and thinks somebody broke. Yeah, somebody broke into the house, Somebody rearranged rearranged our our living room, made it look nice, and I am terrified. So she was right to be scared. That's my point. It could have been d Yeah,
1: she was right to be scared it could have been yeah so weird okay Okay. i'm gonna hop back into this story but i appreciate your extra because i feel like i went out of control (laughs) with last time and we're gonna run out of stuff to talk about this time i'm always here to help all right so eventually after looking into bob's past when he found that phone book and some of the other things he was like okay clearly something's going on here so george is satisfied and they decide that they're gonna film the interview okay they get the interview ready to go Bob's on camera. They've got the recording. And this is back in the day where they had to, like, walk around with, like, a tape of the interview to put in when the news was going to be live. And it's the night that they're going to begin airing this because I think there was, like, a series that was aired, like, over the course of, like, the 5 o'clock news in the Las Vegas area for a few days. So it's the first night that it's going to be released. And Bob is hanging out in the news area, like, the, the newsroom. And right before it's released, Bob starts freaking out and being like, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, I'm going to get murdered. What am I doing? So George is walking down the hallway, getting ready to go take the tape to put it in for the five o'clock news. And Bob fucking tackles George now. What? In the hallway. And they have like this scuffle, I guess. And they're just like trying to get it from each other. And eventually... Eventually, George gets away and, like, gets the thing out of Bob's grip and goes and, like, slams it in the thing and airs the story. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. That's anchorman shit. That's where he came forward and gave this huge, you know, this this interview that aired. It went all over the world, but essentially people just thought that... Bob was crazy. Oh, yeah, probably. And people didn't take it seriously except for, I mean, some people did, obviously. Like, that's how Area 51. Tinfoil hatters did. Yeah, that's did. that's how Area 51 got popular in the first place, that people knew that there was anything going on out there. So, I mean, okay. some, obviously the UFO people took it seriously, but a lot of other people didn't. If you talk to Bob now, he really wishes that he had never come forward With this, like I said, just he believes that he wasted his chance to be at the forefront of science. He'd waited out like he wishes that he had just waited out everything that went on with Tracy and hopefully would have been able to continue working at S4 because things would have settled down. Stupid Um, Tracy. She like wrecked everything. She did. And people thought that he was crazy. Um, Other people that he was friends with and knew lost security clearances. They lost their careers because they were associated with Bob. Really? Um, He's, yeah. He's had, like, friends that have been audited a bunch of different times by the IRS. Like, just bad things happening to friends and family members throughout the years. So did everybody, like, abandon him? Yes and no. I think people that, that know him know that they want to take him seriously. I'm sure that they were like, "Dude, what the fuck?" I think there like I talked about how he had a brothel earlier. I think there was something Oh yeah. that he did illegally with a brothel, that there was some kind of lawsuit over as well or some kind of trouble that he had gotten into. Um over the years, he's had movie producers approach him, but he doesn't want to be involved in anything like that. Um he feels like sometimes he's made out to be some kind of hero with like a hero whistleblower kind of person and he's like no i just was stupid i was young and dumb and i freaked out because they didn't call me <laughs> so it just that is what it is he runs a company now that is like a science supply company because he's can't get a job anywhere in my head doing what he normally would do i was like he runs a alien brothel he does. No, he doesn't. He just sells chemicals because he literally can't get a job. He can't verify his his education, he, like, has the degrees that he has. People don't take him seriously. So that just is what it is. Um, so he just struggles. Well, okay. So he was, and there's this guy named Jeremy Corbell, which you wouldn't be as familiar with, but Jeremy is kind of a weird guy. He makes films and like, I think he does fancy art. He used to be an MMA fighter and got hurt, I think, or something like that.
0: that. That's like a
1: really weird mashup of things. It's a really weird mashup of things. And Jeremy Corbell is really one of those people. He is more of a like, look at me, look at me kind of person. um, That on his own without Bob, I would have been like, if you're going to tell Bob's story, I don't believe you. But people... I guess people come to him with confidential things that they know. And there's people from the government that do talk to Jeremy Corbell, which is weird to me because he just, I don't know. Like
0: because of his MMA skills?
1: I guess. I don't fucking know. Because those are legit. I've learned that like semi-famous people get people to open up about things like this to them. So he did agree to do a documentary with Bob Lazar or with, with Jeremy Corbell. Bob Lazar agreed to do one. And so... He decided he was going to do this because people have become more open-minded, and the possibilities of government knowing more about UFOs because because we all know the government's shady now. Yeah, because the average American doesn't pay attention to that though, and I didn't. I didn't like. I kind of like heard a little bit of news about like, oh, they said that there was some UFOs, but I didn't really get too much into it until later. But so people are starting to take Bob more seriously though, including myself. So. That's been happening. But while they were filming that documentary, there was a conversation that he was having with Jeremy while they were filming about Element 115 and that, I guess, that there might be, that Bob might have a piece of Element 115. Does he? In his, the FBI, like literally the day after they had that conversation, the FBI raided his business. Ah! They didn't find an Element 115. Oh. But they it as business, and he doesn't even love. Like he lives in Michigan, like in northern Michigan. He's married. He has stepkids and stepgrandkids, and just tries to live a pretty normal life, despite that he likes to to blow things up. He still
0: blows things up.
1: I think he probably still does. Like, is he in a club? Yeah.
0: Like, how does he
1: explore that I don't know passion if a club for blowing things up? But it seems like it would be kind of fun. But, yeah, there's just, like, it's weird. Like, George Knapp even says that his own phone calls are tapped. George Knapp believes fully that his phone calls are tapped because of the the U.S. government, like, just all the things that he does with looking into UFOs and investigating that kind of stuff. Over the years, he's investigating, like, he's he also br- brings up that, like, a lot of Bob's statements from back in the day can be verified now. So S4 was a mm-hmm. secret Installation like out in the desert that people didn't know about, but Bob knew that S4 was there. Bob also knew about element 115, even though we didn't know that element 115 could be stable.
0: Is element 115 the one that was like all over in that one field, the shrapnel that would like boing back? I don't know
1: if that was element 115 or not because no, they never admitted that that was fully there, but possibly. It could be boingy.
0: You don't know from the Roswell. I don't. One fifteen is
1: well. I I don't really
0: know. No,
1: but he. Is it because you don't want everybody to know that you know? I don't know the secrets of Element One Fifteen. I do know that Bob believes that that aircraft was made out of Element One Fifteen because they talked about it being all one thing. And that we don't believe that element 115 can like they were able to stabilize element 115 for literally milliseconds on this planet. They think that it probably can't be stabilized here, but maybe could be stabilized in a different atmosphere.
0: Like if you're making new element 115, because as it's as the spaceship,
1: obviously, it's just fine.
0: When it's here.
1: But it has to be made somewhere else and then brought here to do like to meld it together i don't know how science works i don't know if you can tell that from how i'm speaking right now
0: no you don't know how science works (laughs) you're like i
1: don't know stop asking me questions don't ask me science questions i don't know this shit All right. There are some other things that they've been able to do, too. So there was an agent who came to do his background check when he was going through this whole process. He remembered his name because it was weird. Bob remembers this guy's name. It was Mike Thigpen. (gasps) And they were able to find Mike Thigpen. And he confirmed that
0: there's a Thigpen road that we have to go on sometimes when we go in the
1: country. What? It's such a weird fucking name. It is. And so Bob remembered it because of that. So this guy confirmed that he remembers completing Bob's background check. And this was something that he didn't admit until 30 years afterward. So that guy admitted it. He also worked for this government agency that did only really high security, like high security clearances. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't something that people knew that that government entity existed at the time but bob knew that it did he was able to talk about what it was all those years ago obviously bob's friends who he took out to the desert on wednesday evenings to witness those test flights they verified that they saw it there is like a little piece of a clip about it that apparently exists from the camcorder that they brought with that was uh john Mm -hmm. lears george knapp had it but George Knapp has so much shit at his house from all the investigations that he does that he cannot find it. Way
0: to go, George.
1: So George is like, I know it exists. I've seen the video, but I I don't know where it and- is in my home. <sighs> Jeremy Corbell like, searched through his stuff when he was making the documentary. He's trying to get it, but That's it embarrassing. couldn't. So there is all of that. Um, when his business got raided... The FBI didn't say it was about Element 115, of course. They said that they were looking for a receipt from a murder suspect that was one of his customers. But Bob was just like, he's like, I could have just like given you the receipt. If if you had come in and said, I'm looking for the receipt for this, I would have just given you the receipt. Like, you don't need to come in and like search my business. Did they
0: actually take a receipt?
1: No, they didn't. His home has been raided multiple times. Homes of his friends have been raided. Just weird stuff. It's just all too crazy for me. Like, why would somebody that was normal, general? I mean, like, he's not a normal person. Don't get me wrong, but like, you have to watch an interview of this guy to fully understand his demeanor and how it just—it's like a weird thing. And he doesn't change his story. He doesn't like. There was one part where he said that at one point, like, while he was out there, he had just been walking past a room with like a glass window in the door and he saw some dudes talking and there was like a tiny thing like a being or person what and well he so he thinks it was probably a dummy that was set up to be the size of the seat in the aircraft now like he won't go above and beyond and say i saw an alien you know, he's just like, I saw them talking by a tiny little guy, <laughs> but it was probably just like a dummy or whatever. You know, like, like he won't like, like if somebody takes it too far, he won't verify it. He'll just say, I can't speak to that. I only know what I saw. And I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Bob Lazar. I don't know.
0: He's an unfortunate character.
1: Yeah. He is. And I didn't time this episode out very well because that's. Like, pretty much most of the stuff I have about him, but I could talk to you a little bit about some of the weird shit that I've been diving into this week. Okay. As a precursor. And I'm not speaking intelligently on this because I haven't taken any notes and I'm not a good paraphraser, but you don't know who Tom DeLong is, I'm guessing. So, have you heard, you've heard of Blink 182 before, right?
0: Yeah, I've heard of Blink 182.
1: Okay, so he's one of the original members of blink One Eighty Two. He's not in blink One Eighty Two anymore, and years like he ago quit that shit, yeah, uh, years ago he he's really interested in in UFOs, and he's been inter- interested in UFOs for a long time, and he created a company that's called To the Stars Academy, and with that he is investigating and trying to help get the word out about UFOs. And so he claims that he has been talking to really high ranking government officials. And he does have like, right now, he currently doesn't have these people working for him, but he did and he remains on good terms with them. But he was able to get one of the guys that was running the secret UFO or UAP task force that was investigating these things like he had that guy he quit the government and came to work for him for a while he had chris mellon i can't remember what chris mellon's official title was but he was like a high-ranking government guy i think with the cia um just some different guys out there and he's claims to be working kind of in tandem with the government kind of what i talked about before with the skinwalker ranch where i feel like there's like a slow process going on where the government's slowly admitting things to us to try to get us comfortable with the fact that there are ufos right so he claims to be part of this process of giving us slow information and that these people and some of the claims that he makes are just like just fucking nuts like science fiction stuff and What happened was... But
0: why do people talk to him or take him seriously? Because he's just like a rock and roll Well, they weren't.
1: They weren't until there was a leak of... So when Hillary Clinton was being investigated, there was like this WikiLeaks thing going on. Mm -hmm. And they released a bunch of emails from her staff. In those emails from her staff were emails back and forth from hiring government officials to Tom DeLonge. Okay, like stating, like so, it verified that he was having conversations. So with Hillary people Clinton high up in the was
0: government. getting those. He w- wait, Hillary
1: Clinton? No, was part it of wasn't those Hillary emails. Clinton, but it was people that were working with her, I guess. And they're I just guess like, let's talk to Hillary Blink
0: One Eighty Two guy.
1: Yeah, well, he had approached them. It's it's just it's bonkers. It sounds bonkers and weird. And so what he believed
0: is it just because they have money? I don't
1: know, like. I'm allowed to talk to you because you have money? I don't. What the fuck? No, I don't understand it. He said that he met with some guy and that he feels like he figured a bunch of this shit out on his own separately. And then once he went and talked to these guys, they were like, yeah, I guess you kind of have it figured out. Like I, he's also like a look at me, look at me kind of person. But he's saying that and I can't. I just I'm in the middle of reading. Not even in the middle. I very early started his book. I listened to a podcast about it and he said that these high-ranking government officials working on this have told him that it's something that they call the others. So this is going to include like talking about that UFOs, some of them might be extraterrestrial coming from other planets, but a lot of them are like here in different planes. There's like Things underwater and things under the like a giant pyramid in the ground in Alaska. And they're realizing that like it's all of these different what? things. So it could be like demons that are living on the same plane as us or poltergeists, things like that. But they just call them the others. So some of them are like living with us and some of them aren't. And it's like there might be some of them like feeding off of us being scared of them like demons are feeding and off this is of in us. WikiLeaks it's so no this <laughs> part so isn't confused. in WikiLeaks this is just Why what he anyone... clans to have have been verified I think by he's the government insane. and all of that sounded fucking crazy until that came out and you're like it's so fucking weird but you also Like, because they were able to verify that he actually talked to these people. And he was, like, part of, like, releasing the Tic Tac video and stuff. So it's just, like, I just... What? I'm so confused right now.
0: I think the government's trying to fuck with humanity. Like, they're trying to fuck with our brains at this moment.
1: But, yeah. And they're using that guy. what if there's... Like, I think I need to look more into it because I feel like I could come up with some kind of weird conspiracy theory surrounding this even if it's not true. but when you pull in demons and things like that, it just seems like a lot of fun. It seems like a lot of fun. If it was true, it would be very scary. It's not true. What if it is though?
0: What if it is?
1: You're typing really fast. I feel like I need it. <laughs> I'm entire... i said you to typing really fast? Well, I'm trying to find some things that we can t- like that I can find here about like what it is so i can just better are you gonna get us in trouble with the government i don't know i mean he's talking about it i know we're not rich but excuse
0: me government i don't know any of this to be true blink 182 guy no offense don't know that guy so let's see That's really fucked up and weird.
1: Yeah. Other things he says are that like Barack Obama was like upon exiting office was going to reveal something definitive about the existence of aliens. Um, There's he says that there's like moments where presidents have come close. But then the issue is always like, how are people going to digest it if we hit them over the head with this? And it's scary for people in the Pentagon to think about they're trying to keep civilization duct taped together, quote unquote.
0: Um, uh, so people in the Pentagon, like all the people in the Pentagon know about the
1: aliens. I don't think all the people in the Pentagon would know. I think just certain people in the Pentagon would know. So he also talks about like the stuff that was written thousands of years ago. Like he thinks that there's like some kind of like cyclical thing on planet Earth with civilizations like rising and falling. Like Ancient Aliens Oh, guy? there's also the one where he, yeah, kind of. And he believes that there's like, that religions were placed here by these beings to make us fight with each other because they want us to have war.
0: Wait, why do they want us to have on? war? So that they can have the,
1: why? Do- he believes that the Star of Bethlehem was a star, like that wasn't a star, it was really a, a craft and that it would just be like hovering and um, like guiding them for days at a time. Um just
0: I can get on board with some
1: of the ancient like, alien
0: stuff because it's hard to it's hard to explain yeah. a lot of things. Um also I can't claim to have a lot of education on such things, but when I've watched Ancient Aliens, in particular that man with the hair that stands up straight.
1: I love him because I was like if he gets to be a ufologist, how about me? I think you need a different hairdo. I don't know enough. I I will have to do something different with my hair if I want to you be You have an to have alien. some but sort yeah. of
0: craziness that happens with your hair in order to be a uf eupologist. Yeah. Anyway, the ancient aliens guy, I don't know if any of that's true, but he's entertaining enough that I will say, "All right, sir. I will listen to what you have to say about the
1: pyramids potentially being linked to aliens." Yeah, I just because of the whole ancient aliens part of it, I was like, "I do know that I want to research that more." And do an episode on it. Like about all of those theories? Yeah, but we have a friend that's really into this stuff. Like he's like really like been looking into these particular things. And so I'll probably and have him collaborating. Join I'll probably have him join us to talk about it. I might even just have him talk about it instead of me, because obviously I don't know everything I'm talking about. (laughs) Obviously, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to learn more, but it's going to be really hard to focus on anything else besides that. So it's going to be really hard to focus on anything besides. I'm going to need you to focus on some other things, like... I know. Like, I'm going to cover a crime murder. Murder. All right. So, murder. I'm going to cover a bunch of murders next time. So, I'm not
0: sure if I'm going to do the Lizzie Borden next time. If that would, well, because I mean, I guess I could. I just feel like I need to give it like so much, like my everything. And, yeah. But there's like a haunting aspect to it as well. There is. There is, yeah. And I just really, just listen, I just, I really want for you to go with me at some point, not years from now, and stay, your face is starting to melt, and stay at the Lizzie Borden
1: house. What do you have that look on your face? I have to stay there? can't i just go to there and then like leave at night
0: like i was doing a I lot of reading about it and
1: it just seems like a good time it doesn't seem like a good time i can go there but during like the day what, but if, we, what if we
0: can't what if we stayed there like sometime over the course of like the next year or so like we went and we went there and we did a recording there like we could only record there if we stayed there <laughs>
1: no, I can't, I don't. It's very, scary. very scary. What do? You, what if a demon gets us? There's not a demon. What if one of the others is there? The others are there. There's a portal to the others. There.
0: There's a portal to the others.
1: I guess I don't fucking know how it works, but I'll know by how that. How do you? <sighs> So you won't go to any of the haunted locations.
0: What? Like, why do I have to sleep there? Because it's like how, like the whole idea would be like if we did a recording there.
1: You could sleep there and get a room, and I will get a room at the Super Eight. Are you kidding me? So, like, what? me and the doc have to go
0: stay there, and then you're gonna go yeah, to Super Eight.
1: Sleep at the Super Eight. No. Yeah. You guys will sleep in these. Th- I've slept at haunted hotels before and it's very scary. And this is a different level. Like this isn't just a haunted hotel. This is like m- like bad murder juju.
0: Bad m- murder juju. That's what she said.
1: It is. It is bad murder juju. <sighs> I got itchies.
0: All right. So. Like how does that not scare you? It does. You? It does scare me. It does scare me, but... So why do
1: you want to do that? Because
0: I don't think that anybody has become possessed by a demon from staying at that house.
1: I know, but the thing is that I've avoided seeing ghosts. Like, I acknowledge your existence. I lived with a ghost, but I never saw it, and I don't ever want to see it. And I just feel like being there overnight is kind of inviting it to maybe be seen or heard. I have
0: an idea. We could put... um, like, we could put a blindfold on you?
1: <laughs> no. No. I know. Touch you. Like, I'm just saying that, like, like there would be a chance, like, if something happened like that, I would not be, like, like, even if you got me to, like, agree to stay there for the night, I can't guarantee that I would be able to keep myself there for the whole night if I saw something. I don't know that I could just, like, stay and well, still listen, be there. Well, listen, here's the deal. It's kind of expensive to stay there.
0: Yeah. I'm going to need you to pay. Oh, my her. God. How much money does it cost? <laughs> so you're going to have to stay there. Uh. <laughs> okay. I well, it's like just an this. idea. It's just an idea. So I just was going to tell you that. But my okay.
1: th- I thought we agreed on the bell witch cave.
0: Oh, yeah. We could do Bell Witch Cave, too. Yeah. You. I don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Anyway, my point was that maybe we could do a collaboration, too. If I was going to do that one, like, do you, with you, do you want to talk about the haunting part? Of Lizzie Borden? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. So these poor people don't have to hear me talk for all of the episodes? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could be kind of fun. And I was okay. thinking that we could have, I was kind of thinking, because I have like um another theory about the murder that I really want to dive okay. into, but I kind of do want to get like the doc's take on, on like the forensics of it and um, some of the stuff that they, that they did forensically or like how oh. he would solve the crime.
1: Okay. I like that.
0: So it could be a fun one. Collab? That could be good. Yeah. So, I like what do that. you think? Do you want to do? I can handle that. Part. You want to do the the haunting part?
1: I'll do the haunting
0: part. Okay, yeah. deal. So, I'll be ready um, for the next one. Then, for, yeah, next, for next time, time okay. I'll do the I'll do the crime part, and then uh, we'll get okay, a, a special cool. guest on if he can talk yet. The doc's got some kind of uh, COVID or flu or something again. Yeah, oh, nobody else has it. Just him.
1: He's almost done. Um, So we should be good. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry that I didn't have as much stuff. I really, it was like an hour and a half or 45 minutes, I think, for the last episode on this one. So, you know, maybe it's better that it was shorter. So we'll close this out. So, guys, please leave us a review on the thing if you liked our episode enough to stick around for the whole thing. And we hope that you will tell your friends about us. You can send us an email if you want to tell us a fun story. Eventually, we'd love to be able to read some stories on the air if people would give us some stories by emails so that's weird shit my mom says at gmail.com you can find us on tiktok and instagram at weird shit my mom says podcast you can find us at facebook.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast but leave the eye out of shit because facebook is a prude and you can help support us on patreon at going to patreon.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast that is all goodbye goodbye
0: goodbye